Okay, so we uploaded this episode uh, last week, and then at some point, the audio cut out, um, and several listeners uh, let us know that, and so hopefully this version um, doesn't have that problem. So uh, thanks for those who let us know that. Here we go. Start recording. Do you want to sign in? Uh, yeah. To, yep. Okay. With the password we totally remembered this whole time. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is Tyler. This and is Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the Lenny and Tyler <laughs> show. And um, Lenny's just logging into our email to see if anybody has emailed, emailed us. us. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, but we'll find out here soon. Lenny and Tyler at gmail.com. Password. Password. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, we've been sitting here for the last 20 minutes trying to remember it. And I think this is it. And it's at least the one that I texted Tyler that it was. <laughs> like three months ago. Come on, baby. Is it not it? It just says your password was changed four months ago. Oh, great. Why? Okay, let's see. Your previous password. Let's try that one. <laughs> oh, man. I, passwords. Passwords have gotten so hard to remember because they require so many things now. Well, I feel like every time um, I make one, I like know for sure that I'm like, I'm like, that was totally the one. I'll remember this. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Our brains just aren't that good at holding no. and retaining information. Verification code. Let's try that. Oh my god. Okay. So, anyway. So, what have you been doing Anyways, this week? Yeah, I'm like, I gotta talk about something. What have I been doing this week? Let's see. Over the weekend. I. Oh good. When I select done, the Google accounts team will review my info and get back to me within three to five business days. <laughs> Alright, never mind. That was an epic fail. Oh my god, Lenny. Okay. Alright. Well let's move on. Moving <laughs> on. That, then. Moving on. Um Yeah, my week was fine. No, nothing to I don't think I have anything worth reporting um but you went camping yeah it was real swell i always hate going camping yeah i hate leaving i never want to like i have no motivation to leave town and go camp but Jax is really good at getting us all packed up and scheduling it and being like this is the day we're going yeah and so when i get out like when i get out to it I'm always super excited to be there. Even like halfway out when you're just like, okay, now you're away for a bit, you know? Yeah. And then you're like just out and in, you know, just in the woods. Even if there's like too many people, there's something kind of nice about just being out in nature. And we ended up uh, hiking up Mystic and the two boys went with me and they actually made it all the way. We've tried it for three years maybe <laughs> I think we made it about halfway up the farthest we've gotten oh, before man. Like each year we kind of keep doing a little bit farther 
Never seen this. I really, I didn't think we were going to make it. Um, I had been up there once, like a lot, like a lot of years ago, but then every time we go camping in the summer, we try to try to make it up there. And, um, it was really funny because Elliot there, yeah, yeah, Elliot, the first half was just like, I don't want to do it. And then Emma was like, we're going to make it to the top this year. And I was like, yeah, maybe we'll see. (laughs) Um, and then the second half, it just switched. Yeah. Like then Elliot was like, Okay, we're we're in it now. We're just gonna power through. I'm done yeah. taking breaks. I'm done like, and then Emma at that point used up all of his <laughs> all of his energy to like push through, and then he just like uh, not oh much fun. But once they got up there, they were super you know super happy. Actually, it was super. It was really funny. I was like, I can't believe we finally made it. And like, you know, this is the first time I've ever been up here. That's amazing. And Elliot kind of like looks over the whole thing, and he's like, Yeah. It wasn't worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was like, I'm super proud of you for doing it. I didn't think you guys could make it up. So you don't have to ever come up again, but I'm really glad. I'm really proud of you guys for doing it. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was really funny. (laughs) But yeah, it was a really good, really good time. And then hiking back down. I love Elliot. He, he was just yeah. He was just super. <laughs> Elliot was super surprised at how much easier it was to go down. Like he didn't kind of didn't believe me that like hiking all the way back wouldn't be like just as horrible uh-huh. as hiking up. Yeah. But once he was hiking back down, he was kind of like, oh wait, this is way easier on the on the back end. And, um. But yeah, it took like pretty much the entire day to make it the three miles in and three miles back, and it's quite a bit of elevation and there's like bouldering and stuff, but. That's great. Yeah, it was great. It's been a couple days, a couple days out of the campground by there. And... Has Elliot? Has he? Has he, his stance towards it changed at all since you guys have been back? Like, I don't think so. Like... I'll need to ask him again because there's like a really like a third of the way in, maybe not even that, like a quarter of the way in. There's a really nice little like spot that has running water and like these nice big rocks you can hang out at, and it's like. I think to him just as good as the lake at the end of <laughs> at the end of the hike. So he's like, "Why would you hike all the way into this lake when you can just hike part of the way in and have like just a nice of, of a spot?" <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's not a bad point. <laughs> yep. But yeah, just like that encouragement through the perseverance of like not wanting to go through it, and how he, how each of them kind of like flipped to being the the driving influence yeah. you know to be like we can do it let's get going yeah it was really it was really fun to watch them go through that <laughs> how were you how did you handle the hike I th- it was, seemed yeah it didn't seem too bad at all but I think also I realized later that a lot of my attention was just on them the whole okay. time so I think I was kind of like distracted honestly from it just kind of be like trying to be like okay what about this what about that like yeah let's stop here and eat a snack or let's keep going. We can have a longer break if we get farther. And like, just yeah. a lot of like, I was distracted by encouraging them through most of the way, but yeah, it was, it was good. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Nice. There's definitely some good spots where you could just fall off and die though. Like mm-hmm. there's just like edges that are going to go down forever or you smash your head on a rock or whatever. <laughs> so it's a little, it's 
been a while since a little I've... nerve-wracking with small children, but there were some kids that are even smaller than them that were on it. I was, like, really surprised. There were wow. some really tiny kids up there. Um, and that was kind of a motivating factor for them, too. They were mm-hmm. like, wait, hold up. This... <laughs> <laughs> this tiny child this can make it up there like okay I can do that too yeah yeah um, good I think the other thing I was telling you about right before too was like how like when you drive in and get like cell service again and then you get like all these messages mm-hmm. <laughs> like I feel like I would have gone like one at a time I'm like oh text message that's interesting what's going on but, like getting so many all at once I'm just like this is why you need to go out in the woods. Is this is this dumb? Like speak for yourself, Lenny. <laughs> it's just like daunting. I'd never get text messages. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I don't know. It goes from like being like, oh, I wonder what's happening or who's talking to just being like, that's just annoying. It's yeah. too many, too many things. Yeah. Too much stimulus or whatever. But. There is an amazing restaurant. There's like a little, I think it's right by Absorky. Yeah. Um, before Fish, the Wild. Fish yeah, right before then. There yeah. is like the Wild Flower Kitchen. Oh, I think that's new. Yeah, they said they'd been there for like a couple years, but there's like this like really janky like gas station, and then right across the street is Wildflower Kitchen. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's at the corner there. Yeah, uh, at that not, corner. Not yeah, at Fishtail, but... Right, not at Fishtail. Between Fishtail and But wait, and what's Zorky. the good one at Fishtail? Well, the Cowboy Bar. Oh, okay. But, I haven't been there. Basically, it's tasty. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's just... It's just good, good just bar good. food. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But yeah, well, it was like it was like gourmet restaurant. I'm like, this is in the middle of nowhere. What hmm. is... Like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, that like a chicken pesto chicken panini and a fig and brie panini oh, and that, nice. like, so we just did like the grilled sandwiches but then there was like tons of like salads and like uh like higher end like dinner items too yeah and the i think it was one of the owners but anyway, one of the guys the main guy that i was talking to was like from london and mm. he was like i just wanted to get out and make good food and I was like, nice. what is this place? This is like the middle of nowhere. And it's like, it's one of the nicest restaurants. I'm like, oh, some of the best food I've had. It was so good. Um, so we'll definitely stop there okay. every time from now on. Drive up there. <laughs> yes. It'd be fun. Yeah. I love that area. That's, yeah. I mean, that's where my grandma grew up. Oh, and, yeah. And then, when, of course, I grew up close to there too. And then when I lived in Red Lodge, I'd go over there and paint a lot so it's only an hour and a half away yeah it's not too bad yeah 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 less than two for sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely worth like going out and even yeah even for that place now I should totally be fine just driving out and just to eat there yeah it was all outdoor seating right now they didn't have any inside stuff but that was it was still awesome I don't know why I feel like I don't have anything to say. Nothing. <laughs> nothing crazy. That's okay. Kind of um, rainy, rainy Labor Day today. Yeah. I keep thinking that I'm going to be able to get into this account, but... Ooh, I found a list of ideas that he's texted me. 
Oh, okay. Let's... Ideology and fantasies. Uh, a non-castrated other. The big other. Move down subjective versus relative truth. Object or a map. A galma? Oh. Object? Yeah, object A. Object A or a galma? Or the galma, yeah. Super egoic injunction to enjoy. Oh. Man. It's, kind of, it's funny how like I you kind of get away. All were. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of get away from it a little bit. And it's yeah, like, it's like, uh, the Agalma is kind of kind of a cool. That was that's like the word. Um, I think that uh, Aristotle or maybe Plato talked about as the it's the je ne sais quoi. Oh, okay. It's the extra something that, that's like kind of undefinable. Yeah, that kind of. Um, draws us towards mm. someone or something yeah. but that we can't ever quite put our finger on yeah like an allure that's not definable yeah yeah I think that's what that if I remember right that's what the Agalma what's is. object A oh man it's very very <laughs> similar yeah. to that yeah. I think if if I remember right it's object A yeah object Petit A um it's it kind of has to do also with the the obstacle to that what makes something desire desirable is also the obstacle that gets in the way um and so the two are kind of interconnected it's the it's the both having and the not having of something that kind of it like it's the super positioning Actually, I was thinking that we could talk about this a little bit. Even within color in a painting, um, a given area, like say the sky, if it is, it all reads as sky, and yet it might be pink on one end and blue on the other, and yet it all holds together as one area. Item. But because so you can't it it is it's both and it's both pink and blue and yet also one cohesive thing yeah and i think that like within the shadow within shadows in paintings a lot of times Mm. there's that shift from at one end of the shadow it's cool and at the other it's warm Mm. and this back and forth um in color temperature makes it dynamic to where you can't quite say, oh, this is, this part is pink and this part is blue. It's, and I, I think that, like, you see that in Van Gogh or Monet or, I mean, mo- most paintings have it to some degree. Where there's a, a switch between warm and cold, but it's kind of indefinable where that happens. Yeah, and it causes your eye to kind of vibrate between the two. Yeah. And just makes it, makes a given area more interesting than more interesting than if it were just a flat sure yeah one thing um and i'm just noticing that more and more in in painting so mm. that it, it kind of has to do also then with maybe that could be related to like 
happiness and enjoyment, like enjoyment or joy in the sense of like the uh, the build up to Christmas and where mm, you have the, yeah, so you have you have the present mm-hmm. and you have the um, fantasy of how good it's going to be so yeah okay but you don't actually have that object itself you have the barrier yeah so you have the um but by removing the barrier you also remove the anticipation of the joy or like the fantasy of whatever it could be yeah so then yeah so then you have this brief moment of happiness but but it's more socks yeah, until, until it's actually socks and not, not the video game that you wanted. Or Some people love socks. Yeah. Some weird people yeah. love getting socks for Christmas. <laughs> not naming names. Do you? Do you? <laughs> no. Does uh, Jaxie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, yeah, how the how the the barrier is also the thing that adds the enjoyment of it. Yeah. The okay, and then the object ah also has something to do with like I guess in Slavoj Žižek's movie Pervert's Guide to Ideology. Yeah, ideology. Um, he uses the example of Coca Cola and um, he talks about the it, and because Coca-Cola's catchphrase is "enjoy." Oh right, it's an injunction to enjoy. So okay. I guess now we're kind of starting to get there. You go, yeah. All these. So enjoy Coca-Cola is the demand. Yeah, de- yeah. Um, and, or Coca-Cola, that's it. Oh, Josh Llewellyn, just keep going. Ca- caller number one, you're on the line. Yes, hello. Uh, I had a question regarding the uh, the influx of marketing via murals on public buildings. Like Coca, um, like Coca-Cola murals that say enjoy? Yeah, yeah. What, like, what are the ethics behind like placing my brand in front of someone else's brand when um, I'm ethically opposed to their building? <laughs> Um, what are the ethics behind that? Yeah, yeah. Um, when, I'm sorry, when, is this, is ta- this the Frasier Crane all. Show? Did I call the right number? Yes, that's, this is the right number. Oh, perfect, okay. <clears throat> um, you are opposed to the branding or opposed to the building? Both. Both, but you're going to put, so you want to put a sign up the, in front of the other sign? Obviously, that is the right thing yeah. to do. I've been trying to tell my wife this entire time. <laughs> oh, thank you. They said yes. They said yes. We're good. Thank you for settling this debate. <laughs> What's up? How are you guys? Good, man. Good. We're just recording a little podcast here. Oh, wonderful. So tell us, tell us about, um, Tell us about Coca-Cola and um, and their catchphrase "Enjoy." Well, what, as our it, what buddy, is um, what is it? What's the when it says that's it? 
What is it? Well, that's the funny thing is that, like, we don't know. <laughs> but it's also kind of like McDonald's saying, I'm loving it. Because, like, it kind of implies that, like, we love their food, but, like, no one actually loves their food. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you might, like, like their food, but no one, like, loves, loves it. their <laughs> yeah. food. What is it so, that, like, but what is it that we're supposed to be? I'm loving it. What is it that we're supposed to do when we put on our Nike shoes? We'll do it. <laughs> Just do it, you know? <laughs> Uh, I do think it's funny when brands, like, center around such, like, an abstract philosophical idea. Yeah. Um, like, I am literally looking at a mural outside of Pike Place, Seattle, right now, for a Legion Brewing Company, and their sign says, Open Space. And it's, like, a promo for some beer called Space Dust, but they're, like, also using, like, some abstract, like, open space... Like, fill this open space with a beer or something, you know? Uh. So, I don't know. It is funny when, like, brands try to use, like, some weird abstract philosophical thing. Like, either, like, put our product into this idea or, like, we're using this idea. And you're getting more behind the idea than you are the product. Yeah. Yeah. I guess with the open space thing, is that kind of tying into, like... Like, we're all kind of longing to be out in nature a little more? Or be, or no, actually, they're using, they're using, like, the space, like, outer space. Yeah, I know. Too much garbage yeah. in your face? There's plenty of space out in space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys think about the, like, philosophical idea-based marketing? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. In one way, it's it's better than just, like, it, so in one way it's just nonsense, because it doesn't mean anything. But in another way, right. at least it's better than, like, a very just flat-toned, like, this is our thing, buy it today, or, like, on sale. Like, yeah. there's at least at least gets your like it hits your brain in a different spot which is probably why it's so effective but like it's a something more than just like just blanket blase advertising do you think it's more do you think the words pull more meaning or the symbol pulls more meaning because like nike for instance has gotten to the point where you don't even need to know their slogan anymore but you can just recognize them is it better to have a recognizable symbol or a recognizable idea? Oh man, that's tough. I think we're very we're very visual, so we like we attach a certain feeling to a logo. Right. And so it's almost like you have to have that like grounding rod of a logo to like try to put all connect all those ideas or those feelings and then then they're like just reaching into the abstract to pull some feeling onto that logo and then like that let that logo just stick in your brain like oh, yeah. every time i see this i have these feelings because there's some probably actually good like philosophical idea to contemplate but then it just like grounding rods to that logo 
Oh, I like that. That's a good one. I feel like that's really accurate because, like, where I work, for instance, we have a really, like, logo-centric brand, but we don't have, like, a slogan, per se. But there's, like, tons of, like, philosophy behind the design, but we don't, like, always explain it. But, man, every now and again, someone comes in and, like, looks at the logo and they're like, wow, that that design is, like, just pure joy. Like, oh. childhood dreams, like, I, like, feel it. And we're like, yeah, yeah that's cool. Like, that's yeah. great that you feel that. Like, just from that, I like that, like a lightning rod. I feel like that's pretty accurate. Uh, that's the, the kid running with, like, a toy airplane? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I haven't seen that. And it, it, is there, it's just a silhouette? Or is there any ones that have the actual detail on it? It's just a silhouette. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of gender ambiguous, too. Like, you kind of can't tell if it's a boy or a girl. Okay. But half the time, people think it's Peter Pan, too. So, I mean, Whoa, you can argue that it's effective or not. But. <laughs> Just connecting that, like, you can fly to a childhood wonder. Yeah, basically. Basically. I'm all about... I think it's really smart when a company makes like some sort of philosophical stance. Whether or not it's like morality based, even if it's just something like, like I listen to some podcasts sometimes and they always have an ad for a chai and they always have this slogan like, we just want to do business without compromise. Like that's our thing. And we also make chai. I think it's smart when companies like have some sort of like weird philosophical angle to it. Whether it's like I'm loving it, just do it, and you're like appealing to something bigger and abstract, or it's like well, really the, focused. The nice thing about those is like there's nothing to really like attack either. But then if yeah, you, that's if true. you say something with like business without compromise, then it's like oh, you could like maybe scour their business and try to find something that you could Ooh, hold against yeah. them. But if it's just like enjoy you're just like well i get okay if i don't i guess i can't really complain about it or just like mm. i didn't enjoy this or i'm not loving this and they're just like yeah. well, that, that's on you that's on you that's on you dude <laughs> that's a good point yeah well yeah point. it kind of it it yeah it puts the burden on you and if you're not enjoying it then there must be something wrong with you because there are <laughs> lots and lots of people who do and we all want to be like them. Yeah. We all want to be like the people in their commercials who are happy. I just listened to this. I feel like this is kind of relevant. I think I'll be able to swing it back around. I just listened to a podcast the other day about the influence of Apple product placements in movies. Mm. Do you have any guesses about um, who and who does not get to use Apple products in movies? Uh, no. No guesses. Villains are not allowed to use Apple products. Oh. <laughs> and it's, like, kind of predictable. Like, you can, I guess, I guess, uh, before this was super well-known, um, this journalist, like, guessed ahead of time who the villain in the Series 24 is based solely off of the fact that he wasn't using a Mac. Wow. And he was right. Oh, funny. So, like, they... 
they feel like so dedicated to the idea that like we don't want anyone bad associated with our product even if they're like completely fictional and we know that that probably it probably all happened after zoolander oh what was what was zoolander the files are in the computer because <laughs> that and then they uh because it must be the villains in that one have yeah, the, have the old right. like really bright colored uh what was the name of it it wouldn't have a specific name it was like just it was all held within... Yeah, it was the, all the monitor, but there was, like, a really bright casing that was, like, behind it that like, oh. held the computer. And then they're like, the files are in the computer, and so they, like, pick it up and, like, smash it on the ground to, like, try to look inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the only, funny. that's the only like, kind of even, like, villain that I could think of that had an apple that was, like, notable. Interesting. But, like, I kind of get the idea... Like you don't want Yeah, every time you, I you see You don't want this. people to think so badly of your product that like the villains are using it. Well I suppose you could do have something interesting too, like you can only have like hyper intelligent people using your product. Like good or evil, just you just don't allow anybody that has like sub or average IQ to be featured with your product. Ooh, yeah. You know, so like yeah. I'd be you could you could probably go kinda like horribly deep with how you want to do your product placement. It's funny in the zoo. I think that in oh, the, go ahead. Well, in the Zoolander, <laughs> the 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 people. So it's Mugatu, yeah, who who has it, and he, he the reason he's a bad guy is because they use uh, sweatshops to create their product. Yeah, <laughs> you're that's right. That's funny. very. You're right, that is very uh, <laughs> apt. Very relevant. Yeah. Well, it also makes me think too that like. I think another power behind those slogans, like just do it and enjoy, is very like centered on the person's experience and you don't like make them feel like uneducated. Like none of us know like about Max or like how Coke is made. Like we're pretty dumb, but like they make us feel smart for choosing them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of I don't know like it's kind of roundabout because like at the end of the day like we're not much smarter than other people who don't enjoy coke and none of us know how it works but like their their slogan makes us feel like we've made a good choice kind of that's like what made me think about the apple thing like we yeah. feel like we've made a good choice because like we see all these people in these movies like that are heroes using iphones when yeah. actually the amount of people in the world who use iphones are like 10 percent right Something else I heard, which, which is like wild, really interesting, like marketing-wise, is um, you don't want to post stuff that your followers want to see. You want to post stuff that your followers want to say, so then they're more likely to oh. share it. So it's like, what are what do your followers want to, or wish they could say, and then you say it for them, and then they'll reap, then they'll share, and then the sharing is what actually like makes it anything go viral, you know. And then the guy was like, oh, even yeah. better if you can somehow detach yourself far enough to say, what do the people who follow your followers want to say? And like, he's like, that's what I've had like the, the best, the best luck and the most like success with viral marketing is like trying to say something that they either don't know they want to say or want to say and can't, but they'll share what you saying it. I thought that was like really interesting. Interesting. And now you're doing it. 
I think the same one you were talking about earlier with the Cat and Cloud, the coffee company. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I've known about them for years. Yeah, because you're carrying them right yeah, now. Yeah, we're carrying you? them right now, and I've listened, yeah. to their, listened to their podcast for years. And so like, this is the first time. No, I guess I bought them right when they very first like their first batches. I bought some of, and then it's oh, been wow. it's been like four years since then. But we have them on as like a our seasonal rotator right now. But I've listened mm-hmm. to their podcast for years now, and that's definitely like you're like oh hey i i like what you say and the things you say you stand for and i'm very attached to your company now <laughs> yeah it's not funny yeah mm. what about you tyler i don't know no, nothing's really coming to mind interesting jim beam yeah <laughs> i don't know that i'm loyal to <laughs> loyal to any companies that have like strong brands like i'm loyal to Eben, mm-hmm. right and but that's just because of my friendship with yeah. money and jacksy i'm trying i know i know what you mean i can think of like places that i really enjoy going to but it's totally because i like their thing not necessarily because of like their slogan yeah or their values or something mm-hmm. um Yeah, I don't know. What should a slogan be for Montana Gallery? What? One of the things that in the past that I've thought of is uh, like kind of specializing in the heartfelt, the handmade, and the hard to reproduce. Oh yeah. Ooh. Um. I like that. Wait, as a slogan? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess so. Say it again. Uh, the heartfelt, handmade, hard to reproduce. I like that. I don't know that that it's super snappy, but. Well, the first thing that came to mind for me was like, just cowboys painting or something. Cowboys painting. Yeah, just cowboys painting. Was the phrase? Uh, that's the slogan. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. I mean, I know none of you guys are like cowboys, but you're like all pretty much like. Montana born and raised. Yeah. Who dog it? <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I should start putting that but on, I, like, somewhere. Yeah. But I like that, like, heartfelt, hard to reproduce phrase. Because, yeah, it has, like, that has a Just feeling attached to it. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of has an implicit message of, like, Oh yeah, we should be trying to like spend our money in this way instead of Yeah, I mean it has a, it has a positive it. feeling and it adds, it has like a value add. It, like it makes it yeah. it makes it seem like oh, this I like this feeling and I value this idea. It's pretty 
personally, I love buying things that are like kind of one of a kind or that like nobody else is buying. Like I do feel nice when I feel hipstery. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, I'm the only one who like does this. Yeah. It is cool. It is cool. Yeah. Well, Josh Llewellyn bought a painting of mine. Nice. For his mom for Mother's Day. I did. She loved it. And she's the only one with that painting now. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Hardly. I'm not going to lie. It makes me want to buy one. I haven't bought one yet, but it makes me want to buy one. <laughs> the fact that like I've bought one and I don't have it. <laughs> it's like, it's like I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, give it back. <laughs> There's definitely something about like, like the object of desire in that, you know? Yeah. Like we like almost not that we want that we, it's not just that we want what we can't have, but I think that the things we give away also makes us want them. I think sometimes, but there's so many things that I've been like, ah, I never want to get rid of this. And I do. And I don't even remember what it was. Of course, I just have a terrible terrible memory anyway, I think, (laughs) but like so much stuff that I've like gotten rid of, even like hesitantly, I'm now like, oh, I don't know or care what that thing was anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Before we called you, we were kind of talking about um, like a little bit the difference between enjoyment and happiness. Oh, yeah. And sort of the having and the, so like enjoyment, it has this mixture of both kind of having the object, but not having the object. So even your, like your relationship with that painting that you bought for me is kind of that where you you both bought it and you maybe will inherit it one day, but you don't also, but you don't really have it. It, You know, you don't have it regular or daily that to go look at. But also like, I'm still kind of related to it. Yeah. Yeah. And also that you probably almost enjoy it more not having it and wanting it than if you had it up and saw it every day and just got it became part of your household that you just don't see anymore yeah yeah that's a good point i really really like reorganizing for that reason just like moving everything oh yeah just be like everything needs to move i don't care where it goes next but like move the couch move the chairs move the whatever and I just love like, rearranging. It just feels, I don't know, it just feels like you appreciate all your stuff again for some reason. Hmm. Yeah. That's good to know. Rearranging. Yeah. So does Costco. Costco also loves rearranging. <laughs> but I think for selling me stuff instead. It does make you buy things more, I think. I was thinking about that the other day. Because I, I went to Target and only came out the door with like four things. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like they totally do that. Like they just move things, like just to stand in your way, and totally makes you look at it differently. Yeah, there's a, a theory channel that has been out for a long time about video games, but he just released another channel called Food Theory, and uh, one of his <laughs> one of the intro videos is about like the sneaky things that grocery stores do, uh, oh. and like like actual psychological tests that like stores have done to be like how do we get people to stay in here the longest wear them down the most so that they'll buy more things (laughs) that's the worst and even like putting produce at the beginning when you buy good food 
then you feel more justified in buying the crappy food later on in your trip. Whoa, <laughs> like, oh, I bought kale and carrots that like you're just gonna leave and not eat and they're gonna go bad anyway, but then you buy more stuff later that's crappier that you would would have had the willpower to like not buy if you hadn't have already bought the good food. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Dude. Trader Joe's is literally set up that way. I think every, every single Trader grocery store is now. Yeah. That's mm. wild. Yeah. That's really funny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go here in a second. Um, yeah, but, me too. But in clo- My lunch break's almost over. In closing, uh, you have started your own podcast? I have. And you guys already mentioned it. Like, this is the third one in a row, so thank you. I don't even know how many third time people you talk to, but yeah, yeah, it's called uh, Ravel, like the word travel, but without a T. Okay. And uh, the first episodes are dropping September sixteenth. Okay. Nice. So you can already subscribe. You can find it everywhere. Podcasts are sold. Everywhere podcasts are sold for oh, free. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll go subscribe. Sweet. Um, Thanks for having me on, you guys. I, uh, yeah. I appreciated being a part of this on my lunch break. This was wonderful. Absolutely, man. Love you. Miss you. Thanks. See you later. Love you too, guys. Thanks for buying. It's good painting. to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> All right. See thanks, for, uh, thanks for giving me a call. I'll yeah. talk to you guys later. Okay. See ya. Bye. Nice. Cool. Well, I I feel like for some reason today I just talking uh, talking co- conversation, <laughs> conversation today is talking just not the coming uh, no. coming naturally. No, I think for we're me. good. I think that's good. I, we hit. I think we hit all of our things and came back to them even. So yeah, okay, nailed it. Right. Hopefully, in three to five days, I'll have access to our email account again. So send all your messages to <laughs> Lenny and Tyler at Gmail. Yep. Slash responsibility. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Lenny. I gotta go. I gotta go work out. I gotta go get that wad in, bro. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Be good to yourselves.